This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back in the saddle. We'll get to your tweets here shortly, if you will. Uh, Motesy, I do want to talk to you, though. Uh, today, a pretty big day in college football, of course, with the name and image likeness law going into effect today. Um, as of today, college athletes allowed to profit off their name and likeness. I can only imagine what it's like to be working in a compliance office at one of these universities right I mean, do you, now. Do you need the compliance office anymore now? I mean, that's, I mean a, that's a very good question. I always look at compliance like, y'all might as well be NCAA henchmen. I, like, leave me alone. And Motes, these kids are already hey. getting the bag, all right? Last night, Bo Nix, the quarterback at mm-hmm. Auburn. At 12.01 last night, yeah. posted an advertisement for a sweet tea company down there in Alabama. Nice. I absolutely nice. love it. I love it. But here's my question for you, Arthur Motes, all right? When you were in college, mm-hmm. okay, when you were at James Madison, what was the one place in Harrisonburg that you would have loved to do an endorsement for? Was there a, mm. maybe a favorite restaurant, food spot, maybe a local watering hole? Uh, a, a clothing store where you used to shop. Man. Was there a spot in Harrisonburg that you would have loved to do an endorsement for? Yeah, probably would have been La Hacienda, a.k.a. La Ha, a.k.a. Don't go there if you're sober, a.k.a. War, <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife, and make sure you bring that bulletproof vest. Yes, indeed. La Ha, whoa. Yeah, yeah, it would have been La Ha for me, man. Everything goes down in La Ha, man. La Ha done had about 30 names because it keeps getting shut down and new ownership comes back in and opens it back up. Yeah. <laughs> Is extra janky, but it's always a grand old time, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, what about you, man? What you got? Yeah, so it would have been one of two uh, establishments. One was a place where we would go to, to replenish our fluids mm-hmm. called Mutt's. Um, I like the name already. Had my is that two T's on it? M-U-T-T-S. Oh, yep, now Mutz. you're talking to uh, me. Motsi, it is no longer there, unfortunately. R.I.P. to Mutz. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's where Morgan and I went for like a couple of our first dates. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I actually had my first kiss with my wife just outside of Mutz. Yes, I met wifey. It wasn't yeah? Laha anymore. It was called Firetop. Really? Same place, though. <laughs> yep. so, so, so you know what's funny? When, when I was in that stage of being ready to propose to my wife, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do it at the spot where we had our first kiss. Oh, Arthur Motes, the hard. spot where we had our first kiss is now a sheets. So that wasn't hey. really, I, I decided to scrap that not, idea. Not it as wasn't romantic. exactly the most romantic yeah, thing. Yeah, not as romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously uh, the big change is coming, and, and that's something Motes and I discussed a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but we will obviously be keeping an eye on that. Um, man, I tell you what, Reggie Bush got to be honked off. A.J. Green. Well, I wonder, do you think that they'll, Terrell Pryor. You think they'll go back and uh, – retroactively reinstate those guys' victories, Heisman trophies, and things like that. Because I do think, like, if this was in law, I mean, they would go back and reverse some of those things like that. So I think that's something that they should do because those guys, I mean, they drug their name through the mud, man, for no reason. It was a joke. It was unjust back then. Terrell Pryor got suspended in the NFL because of the benefits he took in college. Seriously, man. Like, for me, this is definitely something I think they should go back in. But I did want to get your thoughts on something. I didn't think of this initially. Because we were all just kind of focused on NCAA players being able to earn and get a profit. And we obviously jumped to the bigger schools and we talked about that dynamic. So in the NFL locker room, right, we all get paid. But we all get paid 
you know, drastically more than the average person. Sure. So even if you're a practice squad guy, you still feel like you got something going on because you're making more than your average lawyer or doctor, right? Sure, sure. But now at the NCAA level, hmm. we've allowed, you know, people to earn their likeness and things like that, right? And we obviously know, hey, man, if, if, if your name is good, you're going to make that money. Like imagine what Trevor Lawrence would have right. done the last three years but just my, with Instagram but, but, but ads this become, alone. But this becomes my question. Does, do you think it could mess up the dynamic of the locker room for the other guys that are there that aren't getting compensated? Because, you know, like, like I said, in the NFL, we all are paid. Sure. Now, granted, we're paid at different I would, I would scales, say, though, that, but we're all paid. It's probably a good lesson in that, isn't it? Because right. when you get into an NFL locker room, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've got Russell Wilson who's making thirty million dollars okay. a year, and then mm-hmm. you've got the nickel corner who's yeah. making one or two million dollars a year. True, but now they're all but, professionals, and they're all still what you said millions, right? Big money, That's a true. lot bigger money. That's true. Whereas collegiately, do you really think the you know, 40th, 50th guy on that roster is getting money. Getting no. deals, nah. So what I'm saying is this, though. Could that create tension? Hmm. Because it's not like we're at the NFL, we're also what? We're adults. We're a little more mature. Sure. We understand ramifications. Sure. We handle things a lot differently. I don't know about you. Me at 18, 19, oh, 20, I'm 21. Not quite as mature as I am now. I didn't reason the same way. <laughs> no, 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 no. And when you think about those situations that a lot of those players are coming from, yeah, that's a dynamic that I didn't even think about. That I'm just like, this could become a little that's bit true. more interesting here, that's man. That's true. Um, I think it would depend on a guy's maturity, right? Yeah. Because you could look at, you know, again, let's use the Clemson example. If if you're uh, the third wide receiver for Clemson, you could be no, seeing not the third, you're the fifth wide receiver from Clemson. fifth wide receiver from Clemson. Yeah. You could be seeing what Trevor. I mean. Legitimately, Trevor Lawrence could have made hundreds of thousands of dollars Easily. just for posting ads to his Instagram. Easily. I mean, e- without without lifting a finger, he could have had somebody post the ad for him on his Instagram Easily. account. Um, and, and you could definitely see how maybe with some, some maturity issues and things, that could cause some friction, some jealousy. I would also say, though, Arthur Motes, you know, if you're a freshman or a red shirt guy who just came into the program or maybe you've only been there for a year, mm-hmm. and you see some of these seniors, some of these bigger-name guys – making this money, mm-hmm. it could also be a little motivation to you. But to what about know the that- reverse side, though? Because social media is becoming bigger, right? Mm. So what about that true freshman that comes in and his platform is bigger like than that senior? from Central Florida okay. who had hundreds of thousands okay. of followers on yeah. YouTube. So it works yeah. both ways. That's, that's the a, punter that's could be unique, making more money exactly. than the quarterback. That's a unique dynamic there. That is. If we're in that locker room and you're that quarterback and you're like, I'm doing all this, why I don't get it- that? Like. It's not as something that I didn't think of. I, I'm like at the NFL level, it no, works it because we all have at least a minimum. Remember, we all have the same minimum. Now you could make more than what you make, but we got a minimum here. Right there's no here, minimum there's no this. minimum. Yeah. There's no minimum. There's no maximum. It's kind of just wild, wild west right now. No, mm. not trying to be funny the there, wild, but wild west. that's essentially what it is. Yeah. And when it's not regulated a little bit, could have some issues. That's all. Mm. Definitely could have some issues, man. I wonder, too, even if we get away from football and basketball and maybe, like, baseball, right, right. some of the some of the more revenue sports, imagine a sport um, – let's go swimming, okay? Mm-hmm. Katie Ledecky at the yes, University of absolutely. Georgia. Mm-hmm. What she's making compared yeah, uh-huh. to what the, the, the no-name swimmer's making is mm-hmm. going to be astronomically different. Yes, indeed. It's a new era. Yes, indeed. I tell you what. Because I, I remember that's how Title IX kind of came about, exactly, right? It was like, exactly. well, man, this we, we need to regulate it a little bit. We, we need to. We can't just always forget about them, the haves and the have-nots. Ah, 
yeah, that's it's different. Katie Ledecky's gonna be making more Georgia than guys on the football team are. It's different, man. It, like seriously, man. Whew, it's a new mode. And it's it's a totally different dynamic, man. Now, and I'm not saying that that means you tell people they can't earn. No, I'm not saying that. But I do think that they need to continue to look into maybe creating some type of floor. Even if you don't want to cap it, at least some type of floor. Because when you're talking about maybe 5 to 10% of these athletes getting that type of money, and then the rest of these guys on that roster starving, because that's what you are when you're a college athlete. You don't have time for a full-time job. You are starving at times. It's been plenty of times where I went and donated plasma so I could make sure I could buy me something to eat, to dinner, you know, eat for dinner. So when you think about that, that's going to be something that could really become interesting. Because it's only going to be for so long where that player is over here struggling. He's looking at his team, ain't making all this cash. And you're like, bro, I remember how I used to do it. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Motsi, I it's feel a different like it's, dynamic, it's man. always been a challenge to to be a collegiate head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're dealing with kids. You're dealing with boosters. You're dealing I mean, I think about how often recruiting I've and just ruffles within – college locker rooms over a guy having extra scholarship money or not like that, that's what i'm like i've lit i've seen what it's that tough, has grown to, to like coach. oh my god i would not want to be a college coach it right was now. it was already god tough Lee, and it man. just got co- tougher today holy my cow uh, you got takes on this uh, name and image likeness thing. Get it at us on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at The Body 52. The Body. I did want to talk additions as well, too, here. Well, Arthur I want to talk subtractions. How about that? <laughs> what about multipliers <laughs> and uh, dividers? What as, about a remainder? Do we as, got any of those going on? As here? Wolf would say. Um, <laughs> Trey Turner added to the squad one year, $3 million deal. Uh, they still come out in the. The black, right? That's the, they still come out in the positive yes. in terms of DeCastro, um, the salary cap freed up versus the cap penalty with what they paid to Trey Turner. Still some wiggle room there. Uh, we know that there's been some rumblings. Uh, Steelers meeting with some guys in the secondary. Steelers possibly interested in an edge rusher. Is it a safe bet to think that we could see another guy or two added to this roster before training camp or you know sometime in the next month or two? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um I mean, there's plenty of positions right now on this team that needs to potentially be looked into. Now, we're not saying that they will do it, but when you look at offensive line, when you look at the edge rusher depth, outside linebackers we're talking about, when you look at starters as inside linebackers, along with third cornerback, you have some guys where you are confident, you think they can play well in a role, but how confident are you with them being in that role for 17 games? difference between spot starting and being the guy so when we talk about those positions yeah I definitely think that we could see all of those positions be addressed like that now do I think it's going to happen honestly no unless an injury happens but for me man I could still see them addressing outside linebacker I could still see them addressing inside linebacker I could still see them addressing corner like I I, like legitimately could see that and then obviously we got reports on NFL.com that they're Looking to address another position as well. <laughs> and the special teams element. Yeah, kicker, huh? <laughs> like, Don Juan was tweeting us uh, about that at, at show's beginning. Um, Motsi, competition is a good thing. You know? I mean, that's what they say. I thought Chris Boswell uh, responded nicely. But we'll see. Hey, competition is a good thing. We're gonna have a kicking. Like, what? We're gonna have kicking and punting competitions. Like who? who training do, camp. do we got an extra long snapper as well while we're at it? Let's just have it all. Just be a blood sport in here, man. 
Oh, Motsi, I love it. I love it. Uh, Steelers Blitz on SNR here. We're going to talk to our buddy Brian back in about 15 minutes. Before we get to that, Motsi, along the lines of additions, right? And mm-hmm. um, we all know NFL teams still not done making moves, obviously. I mean, teams make transactions throughout the season and all that. But particularly this time of year, even though things still seem quiet, there is still a a lot of substantial names available out there uh, on the free agency market. Motsi, with that, I came up with for the AFC North, right, for mm-hmm. us today, one thing that each AFC North team has to do mm. before the start of the season, okay. before maybe even training camp in particular, okay. all right? And if it's cool with you, I want to do this in alphabetical order. That okay. way, for dramatic effect, we get to the Steelers last. Oh, man, I love when you do it that way. All right, is that cool with you? Sounds good to me. So if we're going alphabetically, we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. One last move for the Baltimore Ravens. Motsi, they, they need to sign a veteran edge rusher. Um, you and I have talked about this. Pass rushing was an issue for them last season. Um, Judon is gone. Yannick Ngakwe is gone. Um, we like Oway out of Penn State, but we don't love him. It feels like they need one of the, you know, those Justin Houston type, one of those veteran edge rushers who's still out there would go a long way for the Baltimore Ravens. That's the last offseason move they should make. You can never go wrong with the edge rusher if you're Baltimore. <laughs> that is a fact. But for me, I'm going to go a different direction here, man. Okay. I think the last one they need to make is getting Lamar Jackson contract done. Ooh. Don't have that man go out there and worrying about contracts prior to the season or during the season. No, make sure that man is secure so that way he can go out there and be the same player that he's been for you, the guy that's won you a ton of games, taking you to multiple playoff appearances and actually won you playoff game last year. That's their most important thing. They do that, now everything else kind of falls into place. It's one less thing to worry about. You go into that season, and it'll be like last year if they didn't, in terms of Dallas last year, if they don't get that deal done. Before Dak gets hurt, what are we talking about every single day for Dallas? Contract. 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 What does he worth? How does this impact his his, uh, potential money going forward? Why deal with that headache? If you're Baltimore, take care of my man Lamar Jackson. Y'all seeing what he can do. You clearly are invested in him. Y'all are bored into what he can give y'all. Y'all love him. I love to watch his game, except when he's playing against us. So go ahead and take care of that man. <laughs> go ahead. That, that, that to me is the most important thing for them this offseason. You know what? I like that. And I that was obviously one that I considered. But then I started looking around the rest of the division, all right? And mm-hmm. it was a lot of extend guys. Yeah. So I, I tried to split hairs there, okay, but you're, okay. you're absolutely right. That has to be a massive priority for the like Ravens. you got to take care of that. Like you, having a young quarterback have to deal with yeah. contract year, playing through it, why? 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 It's already enough being a young quarterback then, in the NFL. And then let's say he goes out there and absolutely kills it. <laughs> exactly. And now all of a sudden you find yourself in a bidding war. No, 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 pay no, even no, more. no. Now you're, you're – like Washington with Kirk Cousins. Remember how that played out, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're trying to see who's going to bling first. Franchise Come da- on, Or Dak Prescott, right? Yeah, how that seriously. plays out and you end up paying him a freaking huge chunk of money mm-hmm. when you could have gotten him on a, a more team-friendly, yes. cap-friendly deal a year or two prior. I, I think that's well said by you, um, especially in what we think the salary cap is going to do over the next season or two as well. Um, I said that there was a lot about contract extensions coming down the line here. Cincinnati Bengals, Arthur Motes, to me, it's to extend Jesse Bates. Um, Mm. I think he's one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL. Uh, He's a year away from free agency. He's homegrown, you know, one of their own drafted and developed guys. You don't want to have to franchise tag him because the franchise tag number for safeties is crazy right now. It's over $15 million per. Yeah. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. You, you're going to pay him like Bud Dupree money from what? last year if you're going to tag him. We doing that? The safeties. Uh, right? Oof. Right? That's a lot. Moats, there, there's certainly a lot we could talk about with the Bengals' defense and with their offense and maybe adding to the offensive line, adding to the defense. But one thing that they can certainly do is extend Jesse Bates. I don't hate that, actually. I think he's so underrated. I really do. No, I agree. I, I don't hate that at all, man. I don't hate that at all. For me, I'm always looking offensive line. I'm always trying to yeah, figure especially out. Especially with, with Joe Burrow. Yes. And, yeah. Well, because I think of not just Joe Burrow, but I think of Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon? He can be a legit. He's a legit running back. Not oh, without can a doubt. Be. He's legit. He's, he's top been 10 doing when he's it. Yeah, and he's been doing it behind makeshift offensive lines. So I just say to myself, as good as Joe Burrow was, how much better do you think he could be if he could have a legitimate, sustainable run game? Joe Mixon can give you that if you get him like the guys up front. You get him the guys up front now, and that takes off a lot of the pressure from Joe, especially coming back from an ACL injury as well. It just is the. It makes it way better of a situation. Now you can actually utilize those receivers that you have as well. But don't tell them that because we don't need them to (laughs) understand that. So in fact, Cincinnati, just shh. Don't worry about offensive line. Just, just get get you a corner. Just let it happen. Get get you get you a linebacker or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about them offensive line. You don't need those. Your guys are great. (laughs) You got the best offensive line in the NFL. Keep it that way, man. Uh, and you know what? Let's stick along those same lines here, Arthur Motes, as we stay in the state of Ohio. Go from a from what southeast Ohio to east west, or sorry, southwest Ohio to, to east, north, north to northeast Ohio. East, north, northeast. <laughs> from southwest Ohio to northeast Ohio, from Cincinnati to <laughs> Cleveland, and sticking with the offensive line uh, for the Browns. You know, we could talk about Baker Mayfield. To me, that felt like it was too easy. I could talk about Nick Chubb as well too. But to me, that felt like it was too easy. How about extending Wyatt Teller? Mm. You like that one? Another guy who is getting ready to enter the last year of his deal. Look at um, you. Let's just look at you. Wyatt Teller. I didn't even think about him. Breakout star of yeah, last season. Um, I think we can all agree the Browns offensive line last in, in just a year, they went from being an absolute liability uh, to one of the strongest units in the league. Very now they addressed true, it in the draft. They brought in Jack Conklin. But I think Wyatt Teller was a a huge part of that. Now, like I said, he's a free agent to be Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield. I mean, they've they've got some mouths to feed there in Cleveland. But Motsi, this seems like the easiest, most sensible one. Nick Chubb, we know there's always debate around running backs and how much you pay him and what the age they're hitting yeah. and all that. Baker Mayfield, I can understand wanting to see him do it for one more year, continuing to kind of make him sing for his supper a little bit. But you got to keep that offensive line intact, and that seems very manageable to do if you can extend Wyatt Teller. I like that. I'm not. I'm not against that. Honestly, with Cleveland, it's hard for me outside of extending guys to find right what they need to Man, do. Their roster right now is, yeah. is strong. But I will say I, this is something I have thought about. But this is more so in reaction to just some of the reports that come out in terms of like Odell Beckham and happiness there, fit there. Sure. If it isn't what you think it is. And this is something that Cleveland would have to address, right, internally. If they don't think that Odell is the right guy or they think he's a fit, I say you move him. I say you go ahead and instead of worrying about who you're extending and not extending, try to get more assets in here that can help you out. If you know Odell still has value right now, even though he's been coming off of some not, not as dominant years, he still has value. Yeah. So if you don't think that he's the fit, Move him now. Don't wait another year because the longer this thing goes, the less his value is, the less you're going to get in return when you think about what you gave up to get him as well. So that's what I would be looking more towards 
if I wasn't confident in him. Because, like you said, when you read the reports, some of them say that everything's good. Some of them say it's not so good over mm-hmm. there. And we haven't really seen him look like himself in Cleveland either. Not to mention, Baker looked really good when Odell was out last year as well. Mm. What do you think his mark? Like, so if the Browns were to, maybe not even publicly, right? But if yeah. the Browns were to put it out there, hey, we'll listen to I offers think you for get a OBJ. Round for him. I think that's about right. You're not going to get a first just no. because the age, the injury history, the productivity has went down, and he's, even though he doesn't want cheap, well, and he doesn't want to be considered a diva, but you know, with him, yeah. certain attention comes with that. Yeah. So with all of those things, I say it would be a second rounder. I think that's well said by you. I think that I and agree. And no, I we're concur. not trading for Odell Beckham. Just throwing it out there. I know somebody was going to ask that. Well, should we trade for him? No, we're good. Not unless he could play offensive line all of a yes. sudden. Yes. <laughs> can he play right guard? All right, well, then let's go get him. Hey, Second why? You said you want to come over to Pittsburgh? Oh, all right. Oh, all right. Well, that's what? cool with me. Hey, Joel. <laughs> you free? Now we're talking. Hey, big head. Hey, big head. Hey, big head. JC, hey, big head. And then finally, Arthur Motes. Our Pittsburgh Steelers, last thing to do this offseason. I mean, I could talk about signing Malik Hooker, you the new the last thing? You know how many things we got to do well, this offseason? All right, one thing to accomplish Jeez. before we get to training camp uh, about three weeks from now. Oh, oh a lot my of goodness. <laughs> three weeks till training camp. Is it really three weeks? Moats, wow. why does this summer go so stinking fast? It doesn't. I'm enjoying every single day. And I think part of that is, too, honestly, because for us, like it, in a lot of ways, it feels like the summer is over at the end of July because yeah. that's when our Steelers schedule really right. kicks Summer in. for me starts when the season ends. Like, yeah. whenever they end, I'm like, oh, all right, summer break. Dude. Then once OTA starts, like, all right, we back working again. I've got all these friends that are trying yeah. to, like, plan bachelor parties and trips and stuff in August. Dude, I'm like, guys, what? August yeah. doesn't exist to me. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> don't, look, look, don't call me in August and don't even think about it when September and the fall hits. Don't, right. don't even, yeah. Like, you, my summer, you've got me in January and then you've got me, like, the week after July 4th. That's about yeah. it. Then it's over. Then it's Seriously, Pittsburgh, man. still a time. Pittsburgh, Seriously. still a time. Wait, wait. We, we go, we go. Not on vacation. Well, I'm on vacation because we're working at training camp. Working at training camp. Working in preseason. Working in preseason. Here comes the regular season. Here comes the regular season. Practice every day. Practice every day. South side, south side in the studio at Hinesfield and the south side with Mozi, my partner in crime. Here we go now. Was that a Wesley Euler original? Was that's, that a Wesley Euler production? That's what that's goes what on was? inside my brain about halfway what through July, all right? That? And a training camp, and then a regular season. We got some preseason, and a show now, and a show here, right now, and a show there, a show everywhere. I got Mozi, I got Wolfie, we got the whole crew, SNR now. Where's the crowd, man? Ladies and gentlemen, this is what professional radio sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Our summer ends July 4th, all right? <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers Mozi. Of the couple things that we think they should do between now and training camp. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, like I said, I'm continuing with the theme, and it's why I stayed away from Baltimore because it was the only one I didn't want to be extending somebody. Mm-hmm. Let's get that man, T.J. Watt, locked up long term. Pay that man. Pay that man. Hold on. Hold on, Arthur Motes. Wait real quick here. here the, bah, bah, as they would say in rounders. He beats me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. That simple, man. Pay that man his money. Uh, along these same conversations of of price and salary cap and everything, very similar to Dak Prescott, Motsi. Um, the longer I think you kick this TJ Watt extension down the road, the further you try and kick that can, uh, the more the can is going to cost you whenever you want to lock it up long term. 
we got three weeks till training camp. And we know how that works for the Steelers, right? Once they get to training camp, that's about it. Yeah, you know? they, they do not negotiate once the regular season starts. They do not negotiate in season. So a couple weeks here, a few weeks here, about a month here. Uh, let's get T.J. Watt locked up long term. Man, that would be nice to see. I would absolutely love to see my man get paid. But for me, man, I'm going to say, here he comes. You got to get a third rusher. I need a third guy. All yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, mean, I, I we, heard. We mentioned Justin Houston. Who else yeah. is still out there? <sighs> oh, Ryan God. Kerrigan is not. He's been nabbed. No, it's Justin. Uh, Melvin Ingram. That's Melvin the Ingram is the there. other big one we've discussed. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I, I just feel like hearing Keith Butler and his tone as he was you know, describing Cassius Marsh and Quincy Roche, it did not put my mind at any more ease. Not overly optimistic? He didn't sound overly optimistic. Olivier Vernon's still out there. He's coming off the Achilles, though, True. late in the year. I don't, I, Adrian Claiborne's still out there. Interesting. He wouldn't, I don't feel like he fits. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. Adrian Claiborne could work if you're using him on rundowns, first and second downs. He could work that way. You don't use him with some of the stuff that we like to do exactly. I think he will slow us down what we're trying to do. Yeah. I think that's <sighs> man. well said. But then it also gets dicey that when you talk about bringing in some of these older guys, right, a Justin Houston and Melvin Ingram. Sure. In terms of what does that do for the development of Alex Highsmith? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're Alex Highsmith, you feel like you should be the guy. You do? So you bring in one of those guys, that signals that you're not the guy. Mm-hmm. That signals that you're still number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like we've always talked about, yeah. right? Competition is a good thing. You don't want anybody to rest on their laurels. But, but is it really a competition if it's Justin Houston? Is it really a competition if it's Melvin Ingram? Hmm. I don't know. I think some people thought that uh, a few years ago with old Debo and young TJ Watt. What you mean? In terms of what would that have been, 17? When I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be Debo's role. But no, then- no, 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 no. Remember, TJ was the first-round draft pick. He was. He was. Totally different conversation. That's, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're right. You're he was right. the first-round draft pick. Alex Heisman was the third-round draft pick. We weren't expecting Alex Heisman to get the keys to the car oh, last no. year. No, When TJ got drafted, we all knew, like, yo, if TJ is ready to go, he's the first-round draft pick. First-round draft picks, they get those opportunities. Hmm. And, and it's not a surprise. Like, you expect them to take over sooner rather than later. Third, fourth, fifth round draft picks, you're not expecting those guys to take over and you just feel like, oh, man, yeah, he, he, he's going to win that competition. He's supposed to do that. No, that's true. No, that, it's that's, a, that's problem. Like, that's a little bit different right there, man. That's true. That's a good point. <sighs> man, I don't know, though. I don't know, man. We'll take your thoughts on all of this at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. The lit one. Lit, 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 lit. Oh, she early today. Hey, lit, lit. She said, who needs our weekly Here We Go song when we could get Wes going off? <laughs> Here we go now. Sign TJ before oh the summertime, before the training camp. Why did Here you start this man back up? Yo, what is going on? No Latrobe now. Hans Field, though. Last time, though. Ain't going to be Hans for long, though. I feel like I'm listening to uh, gonna Kirk, be a Kirk Franklin doing stunts. I tell you what. That's what I feel like How I'm listening about, to right now here. you do, do that, this? man. Because, you know, the, 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 the naming rights for Hans Field expiring next year, right? Uh-huh. we... Work something into T.J. Watt's contract instead Uh-oh. of, Uh-oh. we'll call it, you know, like Watt Field or, or something like that. Hmm. The T.J. Thunderdome. Oh, Thunderdome. Right? You put a put Dude, some. But hold on. Isn't there already something to Thunderdome? Who already has a Thunderdome? Yeah, I think you're right. Somebody already has that. But it just sounds cool, though. Who 
there's a lot to consider, Arthur Motes. We got more tweets rolling in. We'll get to those on the other side. We're going to catch up with our buddy Brian Backo from the Post-Gazette as well. So don't go anywhere. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.